Losing My Virginity by Richard Branson One sentence summary. Losing My Virginity details Richard Branson's meteoric rise to success and digs into what made him the adventurous, fun-loving, daring entrepreneur he is today and what lessons you can learn about business from him. My favorite quote from the author is Most necessary evils are far more evil than necessary. Richard Branson I was startled when I just found out that this book was originally published in 1998. I never would have thought that even Sir Richard Branson had done this much by age 48. Magazines, record stores, labels, signing artists, airlines, balloon races, islands, the list goes on and on. It's tougher to find something the man hasn't done than what he's already been through. Today, at age 65, his sense of adventure and his love for life itself keep him as young and vibrant as ever. Most recently, he's pledged $3 billion to fight climate change. Needless to say, there's a lesson or two to learn from this man. Since the Blinks and book mostly detail specific adventures, I thought I'd take one step back and look at which general lessons you can learn about entrepreneurship and life from the way he does things. Here are three lessons to keep in mind when losing your business virginity. 1. Don't feel bad if you haven't been born and bred as an entrepreneur. 2. Always look out for the next thing, but take it one adventure at a time. 3. The number one skill you should practice is creativity. Ready for some adventures in the world of business? Screw it, let's do it. Losing my virginity, lesson 1. Don't feel bad if you haven't been born and bred as an entrepreneur. This answers the question, can I be a great entrepreneur even if my family does not own a business? With the way Richard Branson was raised, there's no way he could have been anything else than an entrepreneur. Reading about some of the challenges his parents gave him on purpose, as a kid, you can instantly see where he got his relaxed attitude towards taking risks from, and how that made it easy for him to bet thousands, even millions of pounds, on a single event. For example, when he was just 11 years old, his mom sent him to visit his grandparents, who lived 50 miles away, on a bike and without directions. Without really knowing how, he gloriously returned to his home the next day, feeling like a champ, only to be told that some logs of wood were waiting to be chopped. There are stories like this about many well-known entrepreneurs, like Gary Vaynerchuk, Robert Kiyosaki and Sam Walton. The bigger lesson here is, don't let yourself get discouraged if your parents didn't instill a sense of entrepreneurship in you. Thanks to the internet, even people like you and me who just exhibit entrepreneurial tendencies and are not purebred entrepreneurs who completely sucked in school and couldn't bear to work for someone else, can have their own thriving business. The road might be a little different and maybe longer, but it doesn't disqualify you from the race. Losing my virginity, lesson two. Always be on the lookout for what's next, but keep things one adventure at a time. This answers the question, how do entrepreneurs decide what goals to pursue? As I read through the blinks, I noticed something. Richard Branson is one of the most adventurous entrepreneurs out there, and many of his now successful companies began with challenges that were completely outside of the scope of business, like his airline, Virgin Atlantic. When visiting Necker Island as a part of a ruse to impress his future wife, he snatched an all-expenses-paid-for trip by claiming to be interested in buying the island, which he had no money to do so, his return flight to Puerto Rico was cancelled. After chartering a plane for $2,000 and selling out all seats on it for $39 a piece, 
he not only had his flight home free of charge, but also booked out the very first flight he'd ever offered. Oh, and after being thrown off the island for making a lowball offer of £150,000 for what should cost £3 million, he ended up getting that island a year later for £180,000 because the seller needed money. Many of his adventures first seem unrelated and thus you might feel he just has his hands in everything all the time and that's why he's so successful. But that couldn't be further from the truth. Branson is always on the lookout for the next opportunity. But when he seizes one, he seizes it with all he's got. Only when his magazine business was a success did he start the mail order business. Only when that took off did he start opening record stores. And so on. So keep your eyes open, but don't let yourself be fooled into thinking you can do many things at once. One adventure at a time, that's how you build an empire. Losing my virginity, lesson 3. Practice being creative every single day. This answers the question, what is one of the most important skills of an entrepreneur? The only reason so many of Richard Branson's businesses work out is that he sees profits where most people don't even see business. He turns his own quagmire into cash, and the only way you can do that is by being incredibly creative. The truth is, most people could not have thought of renting a plane and selling the seats when they were stuck on that remote island, because they wouldn't have been creative enough by the time they were in that situation. You can't make up stuff like this on the spot unless you've practiced the creativity you need way before even getting there. Therefore, if there's one thing you should take away from Richard Branson, it's practicing your creative muscles every single day. Social media makes this really easy, and being creative on there every day could even make you rich. James Aldridge's practice of writing down 10 ideas a day is a great start. My personal takeaways from losing my virginity for 2017. I always find coming back to the summary refreshing because out of all the billionaires, Richard Branson seems like one of the, if not the most fun one, right? Like the least serious. I mean, there's a couple ones out there. Um, I mean, most of them, they they look really serious, right? And like you read really serious stuff about them and... There are very few that are like doing these crazy things and and organizing all these fun events and seemingly random things, but then somehow turning them into business and fitting them into their overall plan. And there are very few people that do that Richard Branson style. I can't think of one on the spot, actually. Not at a billionaire, at least. Um, so let's go through the lessons again um, because there's a couple more things I think for all of them so uh, actually let me explain how I sort of dealt with these obviously the blinks explain like adventure here adventure there adventure there and there's many many uh, he did that all of which were cool um, but then I said you know what like what can a non-entrepreneur like me learn from that <clears throat> so the first one don't feel bad if you haven't been born and bred an entrepreneur um, so there's two types of entrepreneurs. So there's the the Richard Branson kind, right? So you're raised, you're, probably your parents were entrepreneurs already. Um, even if not, they forced you to earn your own money from a very young age, right? They gave you challenges. You probably sucked in school. It wasn't the right environment for you and on and on. Like these people, they could not work with a boss ever, right? So they were just like, they were anti-authority they just couldn't handle being somebody doing someone else's job they can't 
see themselves executing on someone else's gold and so on. So like if that's you, if that's like you can't even handle a normal job, you can't breathe, then chances are, and like you started selling shit from a very young age. Like Gary Vaynerchuk has an awesome example. Like his very, very first business, one he doesn't talk about often is like at four, he like ripped out flowers <laughs> from people's uh, yards and then rang their doorbell and sold it back to them, right? And then he did baseball cards and lemonade stands and so on. Um, if you're not that, if you're that and you know you're that and then this is mute, uh, mood, but if you're not that, uh, don't get discouraged, all right? So uh, today, a lot of people who are not entrepreneurs who are like me, like you have entrepreneurial tendencies, right? You like being creative, you like doing side projects, you're bored at a normal job or you, you it's not everything for you. Um, but if you're not that, so today we have a lot of these people go straight into full-on entrepreneurship, right? They're like, I'm going to be the CEO, startup, raise a million dollars, raise another $20 million and then sell out to Yahoo and then I'm good. And that doesn't work, right? That always fails because these people never got the entrepreneurial skills or talent to succeed on that level, right? What's very practical for people like you and me, if we're talking from non-entrepreneur to non-entrepreneur here, is to start on the side, make side projects, be, do, be online, yeah. be present, have a podcast, have a YouTube show, be creative, uh, sell a product via, buy something on Alibaba and resell it on Amazon, right? Flip your shit on eBay, whatever. Do something like that. Do that on the side. Do that so long until it scales and then eventually just like go, on your, go into your cubicle and say like, bye-bye, I quit, boom, and walk out. So today, like part-time entrepreneurship is super practical, right? And uh, that's the only reason I'm doing all this stuff. That's the only reason I'm recording this, right? Because if, if I didn't have a shot at that, if I needed to go somewhere, get money, hire people and build a business, like I could not do that. I could not do that. Um, and maybe a small one, maybe something like that, but not like to the point where it actually like is worth doing, right? I could make way more money going, working a corporate job. I'm good in that environment. Like and I've always done when in school, that was easy for me doing all right in college and so on. So, but part-time entrepreneurship is super practical and it's a way to, for people like you and me, for non-entrepreneurs to become entrepreneurs and do their own thing that they love. Will you make a million dollars a year? Probably not, but you don't have to, right? Because making a hundred thousand doing what you love is 10 times better than making 150,000 working some shitty ass job that you don't like. Okay, that turned into a longer rant than I expected it to. Um, the second lesson, uh, I'm trying to be brief, always be on the lookout for what's next, but keep things one adventure at a time. Um, I'm the same way. I mean, I always have different projects going on, but I always have one main project, right, that I'm doing. Um, for me right now, it's recording these summaries. So I have the baseline structure of writing and uh, in an emergency, writing would always take precedence over everything else. But right now I'm focusing on recording these, getting these out as fast as possible. Well, because the writing baseline is set. So that's my burger right now. And then I have fries, like any quote, and a salad, like having a side job. And of course there's college, right? Which is like the second course, stuff like that. So if you imagine it in terms of a dinner, you always want to have a main dish, but then little dishes, side dishes around the side to keep you busy and to figure out like what else is going on, where, where can I do the next thing, uh, what could work out, and so on. And lastly, I mean, part-time entrepreneurship is the perfect example of this. Practice being creative every single day. Uh, I think 
everyone has a reason to, in terms of uh, what Seth Godin or Stephen Pressfield would say, be an artist, uh, because everyone can find one social media platform that they do well in because they're well on video, they talk well, audio, they write well, Twitter, they're funny, short jokes, whatever. Everyone has a channel out there. There's enough channels for everyone to find one. And then you could just put something out there every day, answer a question on Quora, and that habit is so powerful. Even if you just write something down for yourself privately, it doesn't have to be public. Uh, obviously, public comes with benefits, like you could build a business from that. Um, but even just in private, just write something, make something, write, form something, come up with something in your head, think about something, and just write that down or, or, or manifest that somewhere every day. I think that's a very powerful skill. It's helped me think more entrepreneurial, think more creatively about lots of stuff. I've been hacking college and a lot of things, and my life's gotten so much easier because I don't have to do things like the way we're told. Um, so that's super powerful, okay? Um, all right, slightly longer rant than I, ex I expected it to. Richard Branson, as you can see, really cool guy, lots to learn. Check him out, um, maybe watch some interviews with him. Really, really cool. And I hope to see you on the next summary.